This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From former A's outfielder... Here comes Katze! Here comes the relay! The slide! He's in there! Inside the park! Home run! Mark Katze! To A's manager, it's time for the Manager Show with Mark Katze. Presented by Nest Betting. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here's Chris Townsend. Now time for the Mark Kotze Show right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live, brought to you by Nest Betting. Check out their locations in the Bay Area, or you go to nestbetting.com for your mattress, your pillows, your sheets, all your betting needs. You go to nestbetting.com. Mark Kotze, back in South Florida, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, it is fun to, to be back here. I started my career here as a player in 1997, and uh, you know our clubhouse um manager here is uh is a gentleman that was with that club in 97 as a, a visiting clubhouse manager um and then one of uh, a legend in his right rock rock's been here for a while did you get a world series ring because i know you're up for a little bit i did i uh received a ring albeit it wasn't the a ring it was a b ring so uh the b ring had a um a stone in the center for the F as opposed to the marquee diamonds. Well, you know, I think about that 1997 team in the collection of players, man, it was just stacked. You know, when, what was it like for you when you came up and, and what did you, I mean, you had Jim Leland as a manager, you had so many great players. What was that experience like? No, it was amazing. I did. And, um, you know, you talk about the likes of uh, Bobby Bonilla, Gary Sheffield, Moises Alou, uh, Jeff Conine, um, you know, Kurt Abbott, uh, John Cangelosi. Um, I mean, there were just so many great players on that team. Charles Johnson was the catcher. And you had Kevin Brown, Al Leiter uh, on the mound. Uh, Robbie Nin was the closer. And, and I mean, I, 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 you could go on and on. Um, you know, Craig Council joined that team late um, and became, you know, uh, a hero in the World Series. Edgar Renteria was a shortstop. So um, I was blessed to, to really um, be introduced to the big leagues with with a, a collection of talent, obviously, that went on to win the World Series. I spent 18 days on that team, and uh, it was great. It was, it was a, a blast, uh, a great learning experience. Um, and then, you know, the story was written post-World yeah. Series that they, they tore it down. And uh, I got my opportunity to start in center field in 98, which was my first year in the big leagues, full full season. Um, and we were a part of a group that uh, in May, they traded Gary Sheffield, Charles Johnson, Jim Eisenreich to the Dodgers. We got back Todd Zill and Mike Piazza. And Piazza was then spun in a week to the Mets. So, um, you know, we were, we were amongst a collection of young guys. And, 
you know, as uh, Leland managed us and uh, we were 54 and 108 that season. If I remember correctly, you liked living in South Florida. I want to say you lived by a racetrack. Uh, I, you know what, the uh, Gulfstream racetrack is, uh, is one of the top tracks, um, you know, and yes, spend a little bit of time at Calder with Jim Leland, my rookie year, learning how to bet the ponies. Um, it was a racetrack right next to old uh, Joe Robbie or pro player. It changed names several times. Yeah. So you'd go there for lunch at noon, bet the first three races, and then just, you know, it was a two-minute walk over back to the ballpark. So, Yeah, that is uh, absolutely classic. All right, well, you guys are back down in, in South Florida, and the Marlins – they came up. They they're coming off a rough one. They got beat up by the Padres yesterday, ten to one. And our old buddy Jesus Lazardo gave it up. But this is obviously the start of this road trip. This is a very good Marlins team. A lot of people predicted they would be better, and they're living up to it. Yeah, they really are. You know, twenty nine, twenty eight. I think they're second in the uh, NL East right now. Um, you know, they they've got they've got pitching. They really have some pitching. Uh, kid throwing tonight, Cabrera. Um, you know, is probably i mean hands down he he's one of the better pitchers uh, on the staff i mean obviously you, you you know sandy alcantara who we're facing sunday stands out he hasn't got off to a, a great start for for what we would consider an alcantara year but uh it's a it's a pretty good club we're gonna have our work cut out for us i mean we just came off the series with the braves and and we're able to take two or three from atlanta we're playing better we're pitching better uh we're playing better defense so um, you know, I've, offensively, um, you know, we're grinding a little bit, um, but we've had enough offense to, to win a couple of games against the Braves. You know, when I, I think about those two wins, then, you know, obviously for the players, it's big, but I think for your coaching staff, if people don't know it, we get to see it. And the amount of work your guys are putting in before the games, after the games, but really before the games with these players and working with these players grinding with these guys we see him meeting constantly going over stuff when we come in to do the interview like this inside your office they're out in their room constantly getting after it just how much do the wins meet for the coaching staff to help validate all the work your guys are putting into it yeah you know i think i mean it is important for us as a staff um you know to to feel that reward uh in the in the amount of effort and time that we put into the scouting reports and you know, the, the in-game information we're giving out. And then, like you said, you know, these these days that we get in here and, um, you know, we have player meetings every day. Our, our pitching is, uh, you know, constantly looking for ways to improve, constantly looking for areas that we can address. Um, you know, so we do spend a lot of time. But you know what, Tony, at the end of the day, the players needed that. They need the wins to, to validate it as well for them, the amount of work that they're putting in the changes that they're making um, to, to continue to improve. Um, you know, this last uh, three game stretch against the Braves was, was needed and uh, came at a good time. Do you feel like you're starting to get a, an idea of a bullpen from a standpoint of the guys that you can really rely on in these close games when you're hunting that win, are you starting to get a collection of guys where you go, these are the guys I got when we're trying to, you know, we're trying to pin down this victory. Well, I, you know, I think we talked a little bit about getting Trevor May back and easing him in and giving him a few times out, out there without having to be in leverage. And, you know, the last two times he's been in leverage and done a nice job. So the veteran leadership at the back end of the bullpen there 
um, gives you some confidence for sure. You know, these young guys still, Lucas Ersig, you know, Fujinami, you know, I mean, they've had a couple good outings now. We're trying to build on that, you know. Um, so, you know, and, and in terms of the starting starting rotation really helps align those roles, you know, in the bullpen as well. Um, getting these guys deeper into games or, you know, uh, for Hogan Harris, you know, giving him an opener to give him a little easier landing spot. Um, you know, those are the things that we're, we're trying to do um, to, to just, you know, help these guys through these games. Because, you know, as we've seen, um, when you don't have experience and you don't have it, um, you know, a, a guys out there that can go through a lineup three times consistently, um, you know, we're doing our best to, to manage that and to give ourselves the best chance to win. You know, when you just think about one of your guys and the story that he's been through on and off the field, Lucas Ersig, we've had him on A's Cast Live. Obviously, he's a Bay Area kid, grew up in the South Bay, grew up an A's fan, you know, was supposed to be a hitter. I mean, we joked, your buddy Trevor Hoffman, he's your Trevor Hoffman as a guy that, I mean, he's, I mean, he had some pretty decent numbers at AAA and he hit some bombs, but just how happy are you for him? the changes in his life, not only professionally, but off the field. And it seems to all be coming together for him. Yeah. Remarkable story. And for those that don't know that are just hearing it for the first time, I mean, Lucas had his demons off the field, um, you know, and, and they were overtaking his life. And I think he, um, you know, at one point obviously stood up and said, you know, I'm done. And, uh, and he's moved forward in that, in that phase. Um, you know, he acknowledges it, talks about it. And, uh, and, and, you know, he's come a long way, um, like you said, both personally and professionally. And it's great to see the success he's having here. Um, you know, I, I think I give a credit to our front office for identifying uh, that in his contract, he had an out if there was a major league opportunity. And, uh, you know, we went out and targeted him and brought him into this bullpen, um, you know, with four years of pitching experience really under his belt, which isn't a ton. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just blessed to have him here and, um, you know, blessed to have him in the bullpen. You know, when you look at your offense, I, I found the other day, right in my scorecard, I went, wow, how things can change in a season and how, you know, you, you start earning that playing time and you start earning that right to have the better spots. I mean, think about this, where, where we went from spring training, will Ryan know to make the ball club till last game you had him hitting third? Tells you a lot about the season he's having. Yeah, it really does. You know, he continues to take great at bats, even if there isn't a result on the uh, on the end of an at bat. The way he gets to the end of the at bat generally is is a deep in counts. Um, you know, he he grinds the at bats out. Um, we're starting to see him put the ball in play more. We're starting starting to see the power show up a little bit. Um, you know, and and this is kind of a player that came advertised as advertised with the high on base, uh, high slug. Uh, with with the strikeout and so um, you know our goal by the end of the season is to to reduce continue to try to reduce those strikeouts um, but not take away from the the the, you know plate discipline he has and and the on-base percentage well I'm not sure if you know this I know you're real busy in South Florida you do you know both of our alma maters uh, start the regionals today at Stanford you know that I did yeah Stanford San Jose State Cal State, Fullerton, and who else? Texas A&M. Ooh, A&M. Okay. So, I mean, obviously Stanford's nationally ranked. Uh, they, they lie sixth or eighth in the nation. So, I think the last time that Fullerton was in a regional in Stanford, there may have been a, a big upset in that regional. Well, we, we, we got those guys. Uh, we got Stanford 
at 2 o'clock today. Obviously, this interview is going to run throughout the week, but, um, you know, it's a special time for these kids. And we talked to David Forrest about it, where, you know, in high school, they're now looking at guys in these showcases. They want to see how they play against the best of the best. Now in college, you got to do it. I got to play college ball. It's it's now now the scouts are they want to see how you perform in the regionals and now there's the super regionals in the college world series they want to see how you perform under the bright light so a lot of the future of major league baseball starts today with college baseball in the regionals yeah i, I you know you're right it, it is important um but these series you know it's two games right two to three games that you're you're going to go out and watch you know a top tier level prospect play so um i think what the groundwork of, of those top prospects, um, you know, you look at the whole portfolio as opposed to just one weekend. It is nice to see him perform against the best, but in the long run, you know, if, if there's dads out there listening to this broadcast that have sons playing, you know, the showcases aren't that important. The, the, they really aren't. I mean, yeah, they're, you know, they're for the attention to grab. If you've got a kid that has a tool, go, go, to, go showcase it off. But really the performers, are the ones that I think, you know, we all want to identify. And, uh, and so the showcases really don't allow those performers to go out and play, you know, for a week long period time frame and show themselves. So I'm a little biased to it all, but uh, I guess that's because I wasn't a tooled player. I was a performer and uh, you know, we'll see what happens in this regional. I'm willing to, to lay a little bet on the line that, you know, Fullerton uh, ends up, in the championship over San Jose State. I'm willing to put a little golfer. I mean, I I think you already owe me something after Vuce's retirement. So, uh, yeah, I'm willing to put another little thing. I'm, uh, and I, well, you, you, got the bad, you got the bad back with the golf. We'll figure out something. I am definitely willing to put a little on the line. And, yeah, yeah, you had a decent little career in college, if I remember correct, right? You're, you're okay? <laughs> I enjoyed college, yes. Uh, by the way, let's end on this. I'm going to be thinking about it because we've had Jim Leland on the show multiple times. I'm all day. I'm going to be thinking about smoking Jim, Jim Leland, smoking cigarettes and you two betting ponies. There you go. Hold on. Let me see if I can did get you ever, ponies. did you ever get good at it? Cupped into the two fingers like that, you know, and you just didn't see him, but then you'd go to grab your bat out of the bat rack and he'd look down at you and blow the smoke right in your face and say, yeah, go get him." <laughs> did you get good at betting ponies? You know, I, I was okay. I wasn't great, but, you know, I enjoyed it. And, you know, I mean, he'd have the TV on in his office in in the, in the no shirt, sliders on, feet up on the desk. He'd have his ticket in his hand. He'd be watching the ponies, you know, after he left the racetrack as well. So uh, I, I can't tell you how much I admire Jim Leland. I mean, one of the best baseball men. Um, you know, I was so lucky, fortunate to play uh, for him, both on yeah. the World Series team and 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 then you know '98, so we still stay in contact. And uh, you know, uh, what a man, what a baseball man. Well, great stuff. Uh, enjoy being back in South Florida. Then you got Pittsburgh, and next time we'll talk to you, we'll be in Milwaukee. Sounds great. All right, Tony. Thanks, bud. That's the Marcotte Show, and it's brought to you by Ness Bedding. Love where you sleep. So if you need a new mattress. If you need pillows, if you need bedding, go to their stores in the Bay Area or you go online to nestbedding.com. Proud sponsor of the Mark Kotze Show. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. 
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.